that's a growler. Hello and welcome to the Neverending Minute, where we analyze, scrutinize, and Tammy with an eyes the movie The Neverending Story. I'm Thomas Howitt. And I'm Tierney Steele, and now I know why you wanted to go first. <laughs> Good one. Uh, today we are talking about Minute Zero. Minute Zero begins with the WB logo, and it ends with the credit for Sidney Bromley. You know, these are not going to be the most terribly exciting minutes, but I think we found some good, good information for you guys. Speak for yourself. This is awesome. We've got music. We've got clouds. So tell me what you think about the music. I haven't listened to the actual music outside of watching the movie, and I just happened to not have watched the movie in a while when we decided we would do this. Uh, most of my experience with the theme song is... A newfound glory punk cover of it. <laughs> right, there are so many amazing covers of this. It feels very slow to me, but I know that that is my own. <laughs> I listened to a cover of it. Um, right. It's it's so 80s, it just puts you right there in the movie. Yeah, the second I picked it up and heard it again, it was it was like I was, I was eight years old again listening to it for the first time. Oh, excellent. Well, I'm going to backtrack us to second zero minute zero really quickly and just say the only before credit start that we get is the wb logo okay it starts with the wb backlot and a little bit of as time goes by the famous song from casablanca is playing right uh a quick google done off uh air you're welcome it says that logo was in use 1998 to 2011, and it was a CGI version. It was replaced, and it says the newest version transforms into the New Line Cinema logo. So, so I'm guessing they did this just drama. for the DVD then, because 98 is well yes. well after <laughs> the movie oh, yes. itself. I'm not sure what would have shown in theaters, because it looks like the WB split in 84. Right. Um, it says 1972 to 1984. It was, I, I've seen this before. It's not the shield. It's the W that is basically two backslashes and then a little mini backslash that looks, right. and it says a Warner communications company. Um, and then in 84, there is also a classic shield WB Warner bros pictures. Right. This says in 1984, the classic logo returned with a, with not a lot of difference compared to earlier versions. And the back lot with the music was a big, like, ooh, look how fancy and modern we are in the right. late 90s. <laughs> so I'm not actually sure what would have shown through with the movie if it would have been The Shield or The W. Well, maybe eventually we'll have a guest that was there and can tell us. That would be awesome. Yes. If you saw this movie in theaters, please get in touch with us because we want to pick your memory apart. Right. So the first note I have, since you talked about Warner Brothers, I'm going to talk about PSO. They were an independent motion picture company, and it turns out they ended up splitting or selling or something because eventually all the titles ended up with Lionsgate. And they had notable films like Das Boot, 
um, which actually comes up a lot in these credits with connections to Das Boot. Um, an American Werewolf in London, Cujo, Buckaroo Banzai, Across the Eighth Dimension. So far I've seen zero of these, so continue. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is all you. <laughs> a couple of my favorites, uh, Flight of the Navigator, another great 80s movie for kids, and then Short Circuit. So those were I've the, seen Short yeah. Circuit! <laughs> those were the notable names that I, that I recognized. Which is funny because I host another Movies by Minute podcast on the movie Return to Oz, and the composer for that film also did the music for Short Circuit. So I feel like my world is kind of collapsing in on itself right now. Yeah, once you dig into all of these credits, it's amazing how many connections you can find. So these are some great credits. So a little bit of trivia that is really dating myself that I was in college when IMDb became a big thing and everyone was suddenly obsessed with IMDb and my nerdy knowledge of movies got a lot less impressive because everyone can know these things. (laughs) Uh, No, it's, it's fantastic. It's my favorite database. I am not knocking it. But the weird thing was for years years until recently when I first was looking this up and you said, hey, let's do this podcast. If you looked up the never ending story on IMDb, it came up under the German title. It would find it, but it was listed as not even going to try and pronounce it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, I thought we were going to get that. I'll read names for your amusement if you want. (laughs) All right. Um, And I am happy to do that because my big note from this minute is how common was the name Burned. Right? I saw that too. And one of them actually comes up in further credits as well. Um, I had to go back and see if it was the same one or if it was a new one. There are at least two because our first credit, or our, our first name, I shouldn't say that. There is a production credit before it, but this is a Burned Eichinger, Burned Schaefer's production. So two nice. burns right off the bat. Right. That brings us, I think the next note is Wolfgang Peterson, our director. I found a couple little things on him. Again, I did say that this was going to come up a couple times. He also directed Das Boot, along with um, some other movies I loved, like Enemy Mine, Perfect Storm, one of my all-time favorites, mm-hmm. Bicentennial Man, and then everyone's favorite, Fear Gegen Debunk. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> The classic that everyone knows. (laughs) Speaking the German titles of movies is all you in this podcast. That was just a guess. I may have butchered it, but we'll see. If if we get the emails, you know, at least we're starting to get emails about something. There you go. Tell us what we did wrong. (laughs) We'll be controversial just to get the attention. Oh, no. Let's not be those people. (laughs) Then we have the title card. Very exciting moment. Right. And I love uh, that the E in ending is capitalized. I don't know why. Just having a capital in the middle of the word makes me so yeah, happy. Yeah, it is. It was a unique and bold step. Um, I, I intended to do it on all of our pages, but I'm not positive that I did or that if I did, it even counted it. But yeah, it's definitely worth recognizing that the E is capitalized. Just a little moment of appreciation. <laughs> uh, and now we're into acting credits. And of course, it starts out with the ever-impressive Noah Hathaway. When you saw this as a female, what did you think of him? I mean, to be fair, when I first saw this, I was 
four. I don't think I thought anything. True. No offense to the never-ending story. My favorite movie was Disney's Robin Hood. Cartoons and their animals. So I didn't really have that basis. I know of the princess movies, the only one I really tolerated was Sleeping Beauty because the prince did something. Like he had a horse. He had a sword. He spoke. I was not very impressed with Disney princes as a small child until Prince Eric showed up. Okay. So I I know I liked action movies. I liked guys in action movies, but I don't know how much of that was a conscious thought or how much of that was just it was the 80s and like there was Ghostbusters. There was a never ending story. There were all these movies that I watched where the person getting stuff done was a guy I do know that when I got a little bit older, maybe there were some funny feelings that Noah Hathaway (laughs) that we don't need to go into just in case by any stroke we ever talks to us. (laughs) (laughs) That would be incredible. I would send him just this episode so that he knew what he was getting into. (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. Anyway, moving on. Do you know some of the other stuff that he's done? I'm sure I looked it up when I had a massive crush on him, but why don't you go ahead and read off for us? So I know one of his first things that he did was in the classic Battlestar Galactica, he played Boxy, which was the little boy, and I believe he had a pet robot dog thing. (laughs) But it's been forever since I watched that, so I I couldn't say for sure. (laughs) (laughs) She's hooked. Dog. That's all that's missing from this movie. <laughs> he did a lot of TV shows growing up. He was a very popular kid. He, he was, of course, was once he got to this age, he was on magazine covers and all the sitcoms and stuff you can think of. He was doing. He was doing Mork and Mindy. He was doing Eight, Eight Is Enough. He was doing Laverne and Shirley, Chips, all of those. So he had a he had a great child career. I don't know that he stayed acting terribly long after. This, but I know he has done a couple things more recently. He was in a movie called Sushi Girl in 2012. And then in 2016, he was in a movie called The Chair. So he is still acting. I know he's definitely active on the con circuit. He loves talking to his fans and, and explaining, you know, all the great stuff that happened to him while he was on set and, and connecting with the people that really loved the movie. So I have a, I have a great respect for Noah. Nice. Uh, our next acting credit is Barrett Oliver. You actually shared a behind-the-scenes photo of him during the filming of this movie. Uh, my big thing that I noticed is I never questioned this before, but now that I'm staring at the screen, I can't stop obsessing over it. Barrett is spelled B-A-R-R-E-T. Yes, one two. End of word. <laughs> I can't unsee it. We're 46 seconds into this movie, and we've already completely changed my understanding of it. <laughs> wow. With the simple spelling, we haven't even gotten to actual people on the screen yet. Just names. That's all it took. <laughs> he, this had to be the first movie I saw him in, but there were a couple growing up that I liked. He was in Cocoon after this. And most notably to me, he was in a movie called Daryl, mm-hmm. which stood for Data Analyzing Robot Youth Life Form. Um, he played a robot. We're fans of robots here, in case yes, you guys couldn't tell. Yes, we love robots on the show. 
uh, I've always loved him, and he, he always had made a connection with me. This movie starting it, of course, with the soft-spoken reading child who likes to hide under blankets, and that was easy to connect with. And then I've always kind of had a thing for computers and stuff, so when it came to Daryl, I was like, oh, this is another spot where he's right up my alley and <laughs> doing stuff that I love, so... Uh, we've got some lovely cloud action. This always makes me think of Twister. I can These see that. These clouds slowly scrolling across the sky. Also a good movie, but not one that introduces Tammy Stronach. Or Stronach? Do you know Stronach, how she pronounces it? I think it is. Okay. Now, do you know anything about billing or why they have to say and introducing Tammy Stronach? I know sometimes... You get an introducing credit, sometimes you don't. I've always assumed it depends on the film, the studio, the actor. I assume this was her first major role, because she did other things. But this is the only film I ever think of her with. Right. She actually didn't do too much acting. I only see two credits on IMDb for her. Uh, Nevering Story, of course, and... One that I'm not even going to try to pronounce. It was a TV movie in 2008. I do know that currently she owns, I believe, a dance studio and has been very successful with that. So Yeah, she's an amazing dancer. There are uh, clips online. Right, I know, and I've, I've watched them. They were pretty impressive. I know that when I first saw this movie... She had, I mean, I know part of it's the effects that they put into it, but she looked so absolutely ethereal. They did such a great job casting her and finding the face that would fit so well with those effects. And you definitely believe that she's otherworldly and powerful even, even though she's so young. And we haven't gotten there yet so far. We just know and introducing, uh, but I do appreciate that on IMDb, she is credited as the childlike empress. Yes. Which is what I always called her growing up. In reaching out to people about this, I've had to use that term just because there's some people that are uh, very against the actual name that she ends up with. As a kid, I thought we didn't know the name she ends up with. All right. So the next person we see coming up is Moses Gunn, a very iconic face. In 1971, he played Bumpy Jones in Shaft. Um, I probably recognize him from TV shows because he did a lot of shows that I ended up watching as a kid, like Highway to Heaven and Hill Street Blues and a couple others like that. But he definitely had a recognizable face. And I think because of the effect this movie had on me, I always recognized him when I saw him. Like, oh, I know that guy. <laughs> so, and he plays in this movie, he plays Chiron. Mm-hmm. Also a very unique name. Some of the names that we're going to see here shortly are are very unique, and you wouldn't see them otherwise. We're getting there. Do you want to take the next name? Do you feel confident in your pronunciation? We have uh, Patricia Hayes. <laughs> Good job. I Good think job. I got that one down. Now, the hard part is her character name, because it's a whole bunch of letters that normally wouldn't go together. She played Ergel, who was the fanatical wife of the scientist, and... Everybody that thinks about this movie definitely remembers those two characters, along with a few others, but those two are definitely some that stand out. And as for our last credit for the episode... Sydney Bromley. What is Sydney's character name? Do you know? Uh, <laughs> I got you. It's Engiwook. Engiwook and Urgle. What kind of couple is that? 
The best kind. Right? I think we're going to have some fun when we get to those minutes because they're they're so wonderful uh, together and um, on their own. I should have guessed that that's who he played, the scientist. Because, And the crazy thing is, when I was watching the opening credits, there was part of my brain that's like, yeah, there's only three actors in this. And I'm like, wait, no, no, that's not right. That's not right. But in my mind, I was just like, yeah, there's a Treyu, Bastion, and the Childlike Empress. Oh, wait, are there other people in this movie? (laughs) (laughs) Tomorrow, we will get some production credits, and then it will be my turn to butcher names. Those are exciting, let me tell you. I am very much looking forward to attempting to pronounce those, so... Hopefully you are not offended by mangling of names. Look, guys, again, my name is Tierney Steele. Don't worry about, like, I I understand, okay? <laughs> I have ordered coffee and had, I, even in school. Oh, I, I'm here. How did you know I was going to call your name? Well, you hesitated. So obviously what you're doing is trying to figure out how to read this name in front of you. <laughs> so I will pass it along. <laughs> Those are all the notes that I have for this minute. Um, where can they find you, Tierney? If they are looking for me, I'm on Twitter at One Steel Sister. But if they are looking for our show, we are on Twitter at NevEndMin. N-E-V-E-N-D-M-I-N. We also are on Facebook, and we have a listener group there. If you're looking for me, you can find me at The Wookie Lives on both Twitter and Instagram. If you're trying to figure out where you can get more episodes of this, look on iTunes, look on Stitcher, look on Google. And if you're looking for back episodes once we have some more of those, you're welcome to go to growlermedia.com, and you should be able to find them there. Whatever you did to find this episode, you will find more soon. (laughs) Right. They will be coming. We're looking forward to giving you guys all kinds of needless information to fill your heads and make you a better fan. But that's another story. And shall be told another time. Wow, something is really different. I'm a growler. I'm keeping your bones.